Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Rogue Wave Podcast, your frequency for all things pop culture and the disruptors behind it. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture and dish on the rogues who create them every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook.com slash Rogue Wave Podcast and Twitch.tv slash Rogue Wave Podcast. Download this immediately following the live stream on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever your podcasts are available. We are there. Search Rogue Wave Podcast or go to roguewavepodcast.com. Tonight, we do a Rogue Retro Review of Iron Man, Mandalorian Casting News, and more. As always, I am your host, Michael Dolce, joined by my co-host extraordinaire, the lord of the live stream himself, Mr. Hassan Godwin. How you doing, sir? Lord of the radio. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, we're so much bigger than radio. I man. paid for that. No, so but we can be bigger, but the title is still the title. What do you mean you're, you're bigger than radio? You just said we're bigger than radio. Oh, yeah, we're I definitely bigger say than that. Yes, because we're I we're said you can be everywhere. bigger than radio, but I still paid for the lordship. So oh. it's, I'm still lord of the radio. I think that was an investment that you uh, failed to uh, really adequately research. And uh, you're probably getting scammed. I mean, I hate to be the one to admit it to you. Um. Yeah, not for you to say. <laughs> Just call me Lord of the Radio. <laughs> I will do. So it's pretty I, exciting. I, I did the research before I signed those papers. Now, oh good. I'm insulted. Oh, good. I am insulted. I don't even know what papers you would even get from this fictitious <laughs> company that hands out lordships. I need to get well, on. That's that. because, and, and that's why you don't have a lordship. It's true. That explains actually. everything. It explains true. everything. Because I've, I've wondered. I really have wondered. But. So it's like Hassan Godwin, LS? <laughs> no. No. So it's pretty exciting. Um, we are now officially crossing into uh, sports radio territory. And sports radio for the past like two months has essentially um, been s- like scrounging for things to talk about because there has not been any sports. And so we are now officially in this territory where we have no movies coming out. Uh, last week was Black Widow uh, Wednesday, uh, but unfortunately that's not going to happen for quite some time. And so we are, we are in the process of manufacturing some really cool things, but that's what we do best. We, uh, we, we try, to, uh, try to entertain as best as possible. So we do have some news. 
we'll jump right into it. We really it. shouldn't talk about like our, our deficiency of entertaining or at entertaining, you know, because of lack of content. We we should act as though there's nothing wrong and that, you know, no matter what happens, the rogue wave will have something to, to offer the entertaining, the unentertained, unwashed, you know, masses as, you know, per, per the need for content. But you're always like, you know, hanging a lantern on like how little content we have. We shouldn't do that. Well, I like to be as honest as humanly possible with uh, with our audience and uh, and give a little behind the curtain because it's a little it's fun it's fun to go behind the curtain a little bit it's fun to kind of you know see how all the movie magic uh, happens or the podcast magic. Yeah, happens. it may be fun uh, to go behind the curtain, but you know it's retail rules. If you're an ice cream shop and you're running out of ice cream, you don't tell the customers I'm almost out of ice cream. We're never out of ice cream, though. We, that's the beauty of it. We that are was the whole point folks. of what I was saying, though. You, we are you keep talking folks. about that we're running out of, we're running low on content. You, know, you keep hanging a lantern on it. You shouldn't All hang a lantern. Right. All right. Well, we do have some new content. Well, you know. It is called Rogue Rage. This is all the rage in the pop culture world. We do this every week. Uh, give you a little rundown of some of the cool things you need to know about in the pop culture space. Boba Fett is back. Tamira Morrison. Uh, he is. He will appear in season two of The Mandalorian as the famed and fan favorite bounty hunter Boba Fett. He actually played Jango Fett in 2002's Attack of the Clones. Uh, that movie revealed that Jango was a cloning mastermind. His own son Boba Fett was a clone of himself. So we are... he was not a cloning mastermind. He was, <laughs> well, he was the raw material for the cloners who were the Camino Cam- oh, uh, the Caminoans. So he was not. He himself was just a bounty hunter. He was not a cloning mastermind. Yeah. Do not make that mistake with my name attached because we will be pilloried in the fan community for that. So you know what's funny? Then we, we have to straight. blame Hollywood Reporter for uh, for that. That's right. That but then you, exactly... but then you can correct the Hollywood Reporter and and gain and and up your geek status. It's but what we just did. You know, I just did that. Did. That was that was the Lord of the Radio. We are a team. Right Remember, whenever we do something uh, great, now, now uh, we're, a team. we're a team. <laughs> you were just making fun of my lord shit before, and now me. we're a team. <laughs> it's either it's either I'm telling you, it's 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 either it's, it's yeah no. Uh, no, that's right because there is no no. So while the actor is playing Boba Fett, it's always possible something sneaky involving clones is going on, especially since he was eaten. Uh, at the end, of, uh, in the middle of Return of the Jedi, at he the was end. eaten, but he came back, man. Expand no, 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 no. All right, what is your Here's deal? No, but that that universe is technically has been wiped clean. Remember it's when, still gonna, when it's it's going to have to be the same thing. He still he still comes back. You look, know? You, you say things like it's got to be the exact same thing, and it, and we there's the only expanded, okay. the expanded universe had two had a a brother and sister. Uh, son and daughter of Han and Leia and that was the basis for the Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna and, help you I'm and the gonna sequels did not do anything they they ignored all of that and created their own mythology so it is very I'm possible. going to help you Michael yeah I'm gonna help you all right he was swallowed by a monster yes in canon uh-huh in the expanded universe he got out of the monster this is pre-Disney so- buying the franchise though correct Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're not you're not thinking this through. If he's swallowed by a monster in canon, mm-hmm. the only way he could still be around is if he got out of the monster. Not so necessarily. What one if... way 
what if he was there together? What if he? What if he just? What if it's all not the clones are? All swallowed? the clones are all unless they come up with a with a screwball reason. All the clones are dead or no, old no. or very old. Everything you're saying makes absolute sense, and I'm not. I'm not in any way, shape, or form uh, disputing what you said in terms of the expanded universe. What I'm simply saying is, once once Disney purchased this franchise, this uh, billion dollar franchise. All bets are off as to how it's going to come back now. If they if they look, if they're going to advertise him as Boba Fett, he has to be Boba Fett. If it turns out that he's just a clone pretending to be Boba Fett, which doesn't really work because the clones are all um all all age exponentially mm-hmm. after uh the after the prequel era, which is why Rex looks like he's uh, 75 years old. Yeah. It's only 20 years later. Um then you're going to have there there that's false advertising that he's actually not Boba Fett. Now, if in canon he was swallowed by a monster, which uh, supposedly signified his death in the in the uh, right. in the Star Wars saga, if he's not dead, the only way he could not be dead is not, if somehow dead. he got out of the monster. <laughs> I'm not dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite better now. Uh, yeah. So one way or the other, he got out of the Sarlacc. It's the same thing. They're just gonna. I mean, the only thing that could be unique about it is them, them explaining. Yeah, the unique way in which he got out because some say he crawled out, and some say he got spit out. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, you know what? I actually, I, I feel like because I, I think I was reading that he's not going to have a major role in this. It's not as if he's going to be. Yeah, maybe it's a flashback. It could be a flashback. It could be a cameo appearance. It could be one of those like, uh, you know, cantina scenes where he just happens to all be there. Because we also have more casting news. Um, the Mandalorian finds its live action Bo Katan. Uh, thank to, thanks to uh, <laughs> Jack O'Donnell, a uh, fan of the show, friend of the show, who you convinced that in the process of him being a guest on our show, uh, that Last Jedi was went from being his favorite Star Wars movie to the worst Star Wars movie. So oh, thank you, Jack, for pointing me in this direction. Uh, and <laughs> this is also on CBR.com. Bo Katan, voice actor Katie Sackhoff, will play the live-action version of the Star Wars character in Season 2 of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it also... One of the things that of note in this is besides the casting itself, which A, is pretty cool if you can get people who did the voice and then actually bring them to screen. It, it, you know, that, that's kind of like the Optimus Prime voice actor being able to voice Optimus Prime when the Transformers movie finally you know, was a reality. The, kind of, but not quite. Well, you're, I, talking about, you're talking about a voice actor be having the, uh, having the, the uh, I'm just talking about the, con- I'm talking about the, the phonogenic consi- right. quality to be right. able to be in live action. Right. So. I'm just talking about the consistency of having the same voice is kind of cool. Like it's just a, it's a, it's a bonus and we're not, you know, there's nothing yeah, more. I, more I, I, all, all I was doing was merely mocking your analogy. That's all. okay. I mean, I understand you, you, what you're you saying. Can, you can mock away. Remember I, when you are you. wrong, it's you are wrong. When we do something great, it's we always remember that. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> what they also said, though, in the span of this article, though, is that um, all the filming was done pre-COVID. So nothing about season two is going to be delayed, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, they, they were filming season two before season yeah. one Thank actually goodness. aired. So. <laughs> Thank goodness. We're still um, going to have to wait till October to see anything. So sure. I mean. You know, but at least at least knowing that it's not going to get delayed. That's kind of cool. Um, you know. Again, predictions on what her role is going to be, we don't know uh, necessarily, and especially because you know her character was involved in the Clone Wars. She might have a huge role. She might not. I mean, it, she's you know, a Mandalorian, so I mean, you know, it, it I mean, seems. 
yeah. <laughs> theoretically in a in a show called The Mandalorian, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, but again, I'm sure there's going to be good reason for for her to be around. Again, it could just be an Easter egg. It could just be one of these, uh, not Easter egg, but you know, it could be one of these like fan. And I don't use the term fan service in a negative way when I say that. It could be some some fan service, like, hey, check this out. Here's the continuity. Uh, she, you know, that being said, Katie Sackhoff is a pretty well known actress. So I got to imagine they're going to utilize the fact that they have her. Um, you know, she's Battle Battlestar Galactica fame. I got to imagine she's got a little bit more of a beefed up role than say. You know, Boba Fett, uh, even though Boba Fett, obviously, you know. Uh, hold on. No, no. Katie Sackhoff might be perhaps a bigger name than uh, um, Tremora. Correct. For, for who's playing it. But Bo-Katan oh, yes. no, ain't no, no, a no. bigger name than Boba Fett. So, I, I mean, meant, I meant you're talking about. I meant the yeah, actor playing. The actor don't matter, Boba man. Fett. It's Star Wars. These are these these characters are bigger than the actors. Sure. So if they give, if they basically give Bo-Katan, you know, a bigger profile than Boba Fett, that is, that's going to. I think that's, that's gonna, exactly what's going to play happen, well. Though. I that's think that's exactly gonna what's well. going to happen. I think. Uh, He's going to have to. He's going to have to be. He's most likely going to be the heavy of something, or he's going to be a, a, a significant flashback to something. And there, you know, there are theories see that, that they were already um, alluding to him being around in season right. one. Right. So, I mean, it seems like they're going to. But I mean, if they turn around and try to claim that Bo-Katan is bigger than Boba Fett, that's just not going to happen. No, no. I mean, the I, fact no. that you know, also Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian, so you know, correct. I mean, I think what it comes down to for me is uh, looking behind the scenes of things. If you bring on an actress like Katie Sackhoff, who is, again, an experienced actress uh, who has some pull, who has some weight, who, you know, she's not going to sign on necessarily. I mean, she might, but she's not going to necessarily sign on just to like kind of go through the scene, you know, in the background. I'm sure they gave her a lot to do. I'm sure they probably gave her a lot to do. Versus, I'm, sure, I'm just saying her story significance probably will not be bigger than Boba Fett's because okay. none of this would be happening. Sure, without Boba Fett. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely none of it would be happening without uh, Jeremy Bullock, who played Boba Fett in I the know. original series. And um, he's still and, around. He's still around, right? I, I hope so. I got his autograph. I, I know. I know. He was one of those. He was one of those mainstays at Comic Cons too. Like he would, he would be in that. You know. Again, back awesome. before Comic Cons. Oh, hold on, Dennis. hold on, hold on. Got a question? Yeah. Do you know what other role he played in Star Wars? Oh gosh, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't, but I know that he played something else. Like it was, it just dawned on me. I can't think off the top of my head though what he played. What else was it? He was the Imperial officer uh, in mm. Empire Strikes Back when, when they're leading Luke into the trap. Yeah. Yelling into trap. He's the Imperial officer who grabs Leia and uses her as his shield. What do you got a keg there? Look at you. You got your solo cup? I love this. Should we, are we going to do a keg stand later? It's water. Uh, don't? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got I got you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's water. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Moving on, DC's The Batman and other UK movies uh, are going to begin resuming filming. So the productions, uh, The Batman and other UK productions could resume filming under new guidelines designed to help uh, ease a return out of the coronavirus lockdown. Uh, aside from the terrible impact that the ongoing pandemic has had on global health, the disease has also wreaked havoc on the world's economy and the film industry specifically. Um, countless films have been halted and altogether canceled over the past several months, much to the disappointments of studios as well as the audiences. Um, however, now the Batman with director uh, Matt Reeves 
will resume. So we will, hopefully, I would imagine the target date of next July, which it got moved to, will be stuck now at this point, assuming everything keeps going in a positive direction. I got to tell you, like I said, kind of at the beginning of the show, we really are in this point now where, you know, it's funny, like last night, the flash had a season, a series, a season finale. uh, And people were kind of going nuts. And part of me was like, wow, they actually managed to get a season finale in considering so many TV shows like walking dead, you know, we're not getting their season finale till October. And hopefully by then I'll catch up on some, (laughs) on some episodes. So I'll, uh, I'll watch it with uh, excitement, but you know, a lot of season finales, you know, they have no idea when it's going to come back, you know? Yeah, because so, it's a pandemic. No, no, I, I get it. I get, we all understand why we've been stuck inside our houses for two months or apartments or you know, uh, whatever. You know, I didn't, is. I didn't actually say that as though you didn't know. Oh, okay. I was, I was, you know, basically commiserating with you, but you know, oh, I got right. you. okay. That didn't sound like commiserating. That sounded like you were talking down to me as in, I'm always talking down to you. Well, but, I know, you know, I know, but that one, that one hurt a little extra. A little well, extra. Go drink your beer. You're, you're particularly, you know, sensitive today. So I, don't know. I know. And finally, <laughs> finally, uh, this is just for my own, uh, sake and we can commiserate together on this Westworld's season three finale drew, much lower ratings than season two. Um, I didn't even finale. see it. Did you see, did you watch it? No, I'm still like, I got stuck on the episode seven and I just, there's so many other so things. Did I. I didn't, I never finished episode seven. I fell asleep while yeah. watching it and never felt compelled to go back. And, and since we weren't really diligently covering. No, because it's show, awful. It's, it's I don't know awful. if I'll say it's awful. I and think it's tepid. I think it's worse. I think it's worse than awful. I think it's actually, it was that is worse. Yeah, I think it would, if it was awful, it would be more significant. And it would take up more. It's it just kind of, it's just happening. Yeah. And, I, and it just, a storyline really, in my opinion, this is only my opinion, and I do not uh, represent any large swath of audience or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just in general, my opinion is the story thinks it's more important than it actually is. Yeah, I agree. The story thinks it's doing more than it actually is doing. And it is just a basic science fiction trope, which is fine. But then we got to have characters. If you know, mm-hmm. the, a lot of stories aren't doing anything significantly mind blowing in the science fiction or drama genres, right? But the yep. thing that separates everything are characters. You know, yep. if the story is not going to be unique, then the characters have to be unique. And all these characters are just these wide eye, like either of these hapless humans in really bad situations who find out that they're more despicable than they thought they were. That's right. the one trope or it's the robots who are salty because they're robots and they're being used who either want revenge and are badass mm-hmm. or they, you know, they re- they want revenge, but realize that there is a humanity aspect to them that makes them rethink that they're okay. That's great. But then give us some, on top of that, you got to build actual characters. You know, yeah. it's got to, I got to be tuning in, because I want to see a particular character do a particular thing. Um, I, I think special effects are great, but you know, let's face it, everything is special effects heavy these days. I mean, Look, there's, it's a there's very few bad it's a special beautifully effects. Beautifully shot, uh, beautifully rendered. Uh, the divergence uh, graphic, I actually I love that as a graphic. I thought it was I thought it was great, and but it is so self important, <laughs> right? Like, 
I'm sitting there going, a divergence? A divergence in what? I don't even know what the story is anymore. I don't even know why I care about these characters. Yeah, they're angry. You introduced they're Aaron trying Paul. to take over. Right. I don't know why. Like, why? Like, what are you doing? Like, what is I, the point of this? Aaron Paul is a fantastic actor, and he is acting the hell out of his character. His character makes no sense. It's meaningless. It's a terrible See, show. I won't say I won't say they won't they make no sense. This is the thing I'm saying. I understand them. Yeah, okay. No, I agree in, with you. In the in the in the in the midst of it, understanding them, it's like, okay, I get I, I get what you're doing. Right, and I right. pr- I can pretty much see where you're going. But when I no- say in a lar- and when I say makes no sense, I mean in a larger sense, it makes no sense the decision making behind having all these characters and, and this storyline. It just there's there's a larger Because they don't have anywhere to go. The whole thing was intrigue. The whole Which is- the entire thing was nonlinear intrigue and they realize by season two that they can't keep that up, which, which is, is why it killing took two years me. to do season two yeah. in the first place, and then it was terrible. And yeah. then you you do you took another two years to do season three, which is truncated yeah. because it was only eight episodes. Yeah, and it's still it's better than season two. I will say it is way I, better I actually, than season two, as in the fact that it is linear and you can follow it. And you understand the motivations of yeah, characters yeah. and. And the, and the you know since they don't make you work so hard to figure out what's going on you're not yeah. so you're not as angry because when you find out what's going on it's really lackluster it's still lackluster but I didn't have to work as hard as I did season two to know it was lackluster so I'm not as angry as I was it's but slightly it's still not really doing slightly anything. better well, but I'm talking about nothing, me I don't know nothing there's nothing you truly feel. unique about it that. Um, makes me care and i miss being in the, in the park i want to be in the park that was kind of one of the coolest things about the show i didn't well, i don't yeah. need to see blade runner you know 2050 um and, and this a is why done. i guess this is why lindelof said he's not doing another watchman you know season. he's you know what though that that shows to me you know it's like if i go out and i get a quote from someone to perform a service and they come in and they say you know what 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 it all comes down to we really shouldn't do the service because you don't need it. This is not something that is going to benefit in any way, shape, or form. And anything I bring you would literally be lip service because I don't know what I could do that's going to actually accomplish the mission that you're that you're trying to accomplish. I would much rather that approach than I think you have to have. Back. I think you have to be in a specific that's kind of situation. It's like X Files you know, all over again, right? I mean, they just showed you have to be in a level of uh, uh, success in order to be able to turn down work. I mean, that's not the, that's I, not the I, natural inclination of most people who are trying to get their feet sure, in the door and I, get their product out there that, look, I don't really have much after this. Yeah. I'm glad this is a hit, but you're going to, you're throwing wads of cash at me and I don't really have I anything. Know, but that's like, that's, but that's Chris Carter syndrome with X-Files all over again. You know, the last, but he seasons. just kept going, you know, that's know. what I'm talking about. So, I mean, I'm talking about Lindelof, like being able to just to go, look, I yeah. don't really have anything after this. So I'm, I'm out, you know, I yeah. don't want to, whatever I got, it, you know, it's, it's probably a little more than he expected to get. The, the yeah. accolades that he got was probably a little more than he expected to get. And he's like, I'm not ruining that, but yeah, I'm you know, yeah, trying yeah. to, trying to be greedy also you could say the same about um uh benninghoff and weiss even though they're they are pariahs you know in the world on the world stage right now i kind of respect i don't i don't like the way they close things out but i respect <sighs> them deciding we got to get out of here you know we're no yeah. material we're, we're this material is above us it's much heavier for us to carry alone than it was when we had uh george martin's material uh helping us out and so we're just gonna get out of here and do something uh, you know, probably a little less high profile 
than the greatest show on television. Yeah. And something that, you know, will, will, you know, continue to make us to allow us to keep living the life. I, I don't disagree with anything you said. Uh, I, I, you know, again, uh, with the, with the, um, game of Thrones stuff, I definitely think there was a way to execute that better. There is a, there, it, you know, what, what is it like? Uh, recognizing is only half the problem. Like, you know, that's only half the problem. Yeah, recognizing no, that you got to get out, you know, only. That's only, what I said. I put the caveat right. on it. Yeah, you, know, I know. I did, you know, regardless of how you, you feel about its ending, you got to respect the, the desire to get yeah. out. Yeah, I, I you agree. Know? I, I agree. mean, if someone, if you're making, they, they got, they had to be making a pretty amount of money, you know, like it's no, no, a wonderful no, 15 bucks an hour, 15 bucks yeah, an hour. Okay. And HBO comes to them and says, we want four more seasons. They actually did it on consignment. They wanted to go to season 10. They did wanted to go to season 10. And they say, no, you got to respect that. Yeah, I know. No, I I do. I respect the decision. Better than your jokes. You You just need to. No, actually, my jokes are pretty awesome. All right. When we come back. If you have to say it, then it ain't real. When we come back. That was a refute of yours. We will be doing some fun stuff. We will be doing a Rogue Retro review. Iron Man, the genesis of the MCU coming up next with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave podcast, bringing you the pop culture you love to talk about and diving deep behind the rogues who create it. Go to roguewavepodcast.com to subscribe to our podcast on all major podcasting apps. All right, so <clears throat> we did this uh, last week. We actually started talking about it at the end of last week's show. Um, obviously, and we started talking about it at the beginning of the show. We, we just we were supposed to be celebrating Black Widow Wednesday last week, and we were supposed to be talking about all the ramifications of what ended up, you know, how does it fit into the MCU because it's a prequel, or it's not necessarily a prequel, but it was in between uh, different timeline, different continuity in the MCU. Uh, but unfortunately, obviously, there's a pandemic going on. Uh, we like to be a distraction from all that stuff, but obviously, we have no new material to talk about. So we thought it'd be really fun to go back into the maze of yesteryear and find movie blockbuster may movie blockbusters that took place in may that we could do a retro review on and last week we kind of did that in a way uh going through all the star wars films but we thought it'd be really awesome today to do iron man which is the genesis of the mcu and uh first of all hassan did you watch did you re-watch iron man yes okay 
when was the last time you had seen it prior to rewatching it? I don't know. Uh, five years A ago. A ballpark, yeah. Like five years ago, right? Yeah. So one of the things that I have not seen it, I think, since it first came out. I think I saw it in 2008. You know, maybe, maybe I catch a scene or two if it's on cable or something like that, but I've never sat down and actually watched it. I'm finding I'm really enjoying rewatching these movies too. And it started last week when we did, again, Force Awakens into Last Jedi into Rise of Skywalker because I get to watch it through a completely different lens. Um, this movie came out in 2008. You know, immediately right off the bat, I watched this film and I watched it in a 2020 lens. And I thought, there is no way they're getting away with the opening scene, you know, right from the opening scene where he calls into question uh, the gender of the soldier in the front. He did mm. it as a joke, obviously. No way that's cutting the mustard. Uh, the scene with the reporter uh, where he, uh, you know, they go through this heated exchange and he ends up sleeping with her. No way. Like, there's just no way they're getting away with it today. Uh, I don't... Why, um, why wouldn't he get away with it? I would say that it would never pass the studio mustard. They would never want to accurately uh, – they would – sorry, not accurate. They would never want to depict their main character uh, in such a way that would cause an inflammatory response in social media. Remember, social media did not exist in 2000. Yeah, but okay. But even if their character was supposed to be despicable, you have a, a story arc from a bad yes. from, from bad behavior to good behavior, right? So why wouldn't when he's in his bad behavior phase – he just he'd be able he'd be allowed to display bad behavior. I don't understand. I think I think well, there's a couple things. One, I think in 2008, his behavior is not necessarily bad behavior. So, what he says and how he says it, you know, it, it again. It was bad behavior because that was what he was doing before he decided. Well, it was to bad behavior making weapons and things like that. But yeah, woman, but he also became a different person. He also stopped womanizing. Womanizing with consensual partners is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but the way he, the, the way the women react to him <laughs> in the film is not a bad thing. Okay. No, no, no. Whatever. Look, if like he's al- he's allowed, no, Just he's a little not. bit of cringe. Well, look, you're suggesting womanizing in the sense of well, the whole idea, right, is that he turned over a completely new leaf and that Correct. he became he became a monogamous, uh, you know, uh, correct, um, altruistic kind of person stop profiting but off that's of death that's and say, that's saying and, there's something wrong with being but he was getting lawsuits right and he was womanizing and he was throwing people he was throwing people in and out of their lives and that kept coming back to haunt him right yeah. people mm-hmm. kept coming back and people you know there, there were there were nefarious people who were trying to take advantage of that to get back sure. to get back at him so all of that is kind of characteristic of his of the negative aspects of his personality yeah Right, I mean, just because you think that stuff is cool doesn't necessarily mean it's good. I, I don't. It's not even a question of do I think it's cool or not. I think when, you, like, let let's take the reporter scene when you know they have the heated exchange and it ultimately ends with her sleeping with him. I just don't think in today's lens uh, that scene goes down that way because it, it actually makes the woman look worse. It never really makes him look bad in the sense of. Uh, he's acting within his character. But also I think as like, take the airplane scene, for example, too. I mean, I just don't think you're going to have this big party where the flight attendants, uh, a allow him to be, allow him to hit on them without some sort of repercussion. Because I think in today's, uh, you know, sensitive times and in terms of the me too movement and sexual harassment, you know, 
he would also be more educated not to do that. Now he might not give an F, uh, which is which is possible, and yeah, that's no, a character driven thing. Where would you where would you take that character if he wasn't if he wasn't capable? If there were limits on on what you were able to depict of of his you know his kind of despicable nature, right? Yeah. Then what would be the point in in depicting him being despicable at all? You know, I mean, again, you, you keep using the word despicable, and I guess, I guess, despicable. It is, it is a sense of despicable, despicality. It is, but I think know. in two thousand eight, it wasn't. I think it's it was not acceptable. morally. It was, no, it's not. It was. It has never been morally acceptable. It's never mm-hmm. been morally acceptable. It has disagree. been socially acceptable. Okay, but it has never been. Morally oh, okay, all right. Uh, you know what? That's a that's a fair parsing. I agree with that parsing. Uh, I just, uh, you know, again, I think. Um, I guess in that context, you're right, but I think that kind of really just shows you the 2008 lens, and that's exactly what we were, you know, what I'm kind of watching. I think it just depicts on how, like, you know, cowardly people have become in their own story depictions, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you want to control the situation, you're you're the goal of this. The the goal of the whole first act is is uh, to show you where the character is. The act act two is the journey. Act three is the destination. Right. Mm -hmm. If yep. you're gonna show me that he was, he's still being, um, he's still being controlled, or um, still being guided yeah. by a sense of moral um, uh, virtue. I know. I see. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't. Right? Call it, I couldn't. Wouldn't call it moral virtue. I think he'd be uh, more pressured by society's expectations now. But then, where's where's the where's the growth then? Oh, no, I don't. I don't disagree with listen, you. If he's going to listen to those norms and and not behave that way, right. then there's no growth because right. you know that I'm not saying nobody, I would know. nobody really knows why people act the way they do, right? Yeah. They just they just you know there's people who follow the rules and there's people who don't. Even the people right. who follow the rules might think the rules are crap, you know. But there's people right. who are capable of following rules and there's people who aren't. So it's not a judgment on uh, on his virtue. Right, you know, to to watch him following the rules for you know Act One, and then and then I, I don't know by Act Three, you, they try to convey that well he's following the, the same rules he was following in Act One, but he really means it now. You yeah, know, I think I just, have to show the. I guess my my you know being able to see this again twelve years later, I kind of look at it through when I first watched it. This is all acceptable behavior, and the responses by the people around him. I.e. the reporter, I.e. the stewardess, uh, sorry, the flight attendants, you know, in, in general. Like, I, I agree that, with you. The flight attendant scene is, is a bit much. But I remember thinking that was a bit much in 2008, you know? Like, oh, man, come on. I, but I remember back in 2008 being like, you know what? Um, the, the behavior of people in power um, you know, was more – I think was more accepted because people didn't have a voice to say it was unacceptable and or – it was accepted by all parties because in the 2000s, you know, there was a different uh, attitude towards sexuality. And I think uh, Key and Peele kind of mocked it pretty, um, pretty spot on. There's an attitude the... about the depiction of sexuality. But, I mean, the sexuality yeah. has always been the same. No, know? okay, yes, the depiction of it. I think, But I think when you have the idea of women being sexual creatures as an empowerment movement uh, versus where I think – now it seems as if um, as if that's not necessarily the case um, in terms of the Me Too movement, making sure they're not being taken advantage of, put in situations 
that they're that they don't want to be in. All good things. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just merely saying I feel as if I mean, the observation of the times is evident when I watch this movie versus if it had been done today. You know, because again, we didn't have social media in 2008. I just I really wonder if people would be live tweeting. I I just think that whole opening scenario in his behavior toward women. I feel like I, I don't know if people I feel like someone would have written an article, posted it on a blog with a clickbait headline, and this movie, you know, sputters on takeoff. Like I, I feel like you just it, it wouldn't have cut the mustard that, you know, if it was to happen today. I don't know if I can totally argue with that. I think I think it would be overblown. You yeah. know, I think there would be an overblown reaction to it. And people would miss the fact that the whole point is that he was, you know, yeah. gross, and then he became cool. But um, like, couldn't you see the headline? Misogynistic, yeah, you know, misogynistic uh, oh, character yeah. shows yeah. Marvel Universe is stuck in the '60s. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 there's, there's, so- yeah, and they would miss the context. They would completely, it would completely. Well, some of those outlets would miss the context. You know, some yeah. of those, and I mean, it's just because. Or they'd be purposely because outrage marketing is a yeah. big deal. It's not. It has really nothing to do with like the way our times have changed in general, or the yeah. social, the social tenets of our times have changed. It's just, it's just another system of monetization to be angry yeah. at something yeah. on a regular basis, and to and to remain angry, um, and to keep reminding everybody that you're angry about something. Right. And it's not a, it's not a, it's kind of not a referendum on society in and of itself. Right. It is actually a, a uh, commercialized system being outraged. Yeah. it's, It's a commodity. So that's kind of where we're stuck. It's still capitalism. Yeah. You still, you still manage to, to find a way to capitalize (laughs) <laughs> on being on right. being pissed off about the you know the marginalization of of unfortunate people uh, but i mean it's still the same kind of slavery you know it's still the same kind of exploitation but it's exploitation you know with the guise of uh virtue yeah. and so that's yeah i guess i it's, guess it's, you're right in that sense but i think if any studio whatever at at some at whatever point would take their character who is supposed to be despicable and dial back his despicability because they're worried about him being so dis- you know, his, yeah. that his despicable nature will, will turn people off. So that no one re- respects when he changes his, uh, yeah. his changes his ways. <laughs> I, I just think that's, that. Oh, I mean, purpose. you just, you know, you know, just you, you saying that also just made me think that if they stayed the course, I could, I could see the clickbait headlines to be like, Look at how today's modern man is supposed to act. You know, I, I mean, there are so, and then there would be outrage to that outrage. I mean, it would be, it's, it's amazing. So, I mean. Yeah, because I, I think, I think the biggest problem with it, you know, you, you, you every, every situation you bring it back to the core, right? The yeah. core aspect of it isn't really, isn't really the people are angry or isn't the people feel marginalized and stuff like that. All of that stuff is real. And all of that is, 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 uh, is sure. viable. You know, women, how they feel, um, how, they, how they don't feel respected, how they feel preyed upon and whatever. All of that is viable. All of that is real. I do not question any of that. Uh, the problem is we found a way to make money off of that. And, and thus. Us, not us personally. We it, make no money. We literally make no money on this show. 
it, yeah. it becomes a commodity that is here right. to stay, which is why we can't ever seem to kind of reason with it or, yeah. or stamp it out in some, in some fashion. So even if we address it, it's, it, it becomes, well, they said something about this, but they didn't say enough because we right. got to find another, we got to find another revenue stream. There's got to be so even when you apologize, so you get bad, you get you get treated badly when you apologize. Then you get p- treated badly if you don't apologize, right? If you don't, you know. So it it's not really because that we are more morally socially conscious. It's because we found a way to make money off of how socially despicable we usually are. It's also the platform. And so I mean, it's also the platform itself. It gives people an opportunity to be the shame police. It gives opportunity for people to go out there and feel but that empowered. That opportunity would go away. That would go away. That wouldn't be as strong as it is, or it would be a, it, you would be able to address it and to to a level of satisfaction if it wasn't monetized. You know? Uh, no, I disagree. If it wasn't the fact. It's like content. Say, it's like I, content. There's a psychology to it too, too, though. I think there really is because think about it. Not everyone is monetizing off of going out there and shaming other people. Um, it, there's literally a feeling of empowerment that goes in but the to, reason make, to why make yourself so feel prevalent. better. Yes, I agree. Uh, I, and then, and then yeah. nobody would. I mean, look. It, the thing is that that a tweet is becomes a news story. Right. right? A tweet becomes right. a news story. A tweet becomes it goes on an entertainment system, you know, or an entertainment show, and we talk about someone who tweeted or what someone says, and then we talk about the fan reaction to whatever right. someone says. Like people who are absolutely no names in 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 entertainment now have their name, have their tweet shown as an indication of what the average person is thinking about Gwyneth Paltrow's goop, you know, right. and and this and that, and suddenly. It's it, it's monetized. Now, they've monetized an average tweet. The person who tweeted feels five minutes of celebrity. I know. Right? Yeah. They're going to tweet again. So yeah. it's, it's monetization. Everything, every, every problem in our capitalist society is when people find a way to make money off of, off of bad things. Right. You know? And then the fact that we can't seem to find a way to make money off of good things. So that's why things are always, you know, things always skew negatively in, yeah. in, in the capitalism. So it, it's, it's, it is bad. It is a cultural thing. It is, a, um, it is, it is prevalent, especially with very young people. But yeah. I think it, 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 it gets it's propagated just, because, it's because it's of interesting. the money that people can make off of it. It's yeah, exploitation it, all over again. Well, it's interesting, too, because, again, this is the genesis of the MCU. Sorry, Hulk. But uh, the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. Hulk came I guess, after this. N- did it? Oh, you're right. Yeah. It did. All right. So this is the genesis so he, of. I, you keep saying that. <laughs> no, saying I, thought, that. I, thought, I thought Incredible Hulk came before. But mm-hmm. you might be the right. end. The, the after credit scene is right. Tony Stark. It's Tony Stark. Yeah. To, um... Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, it's the genesis of the Marvel Universe. And it had to happen when it happened. Because nothing, nothing is more rogue than what Marvel did with Iron Man and with the MCU in general, right? I mean, no one had ever done that before. They really went and they took it in a way. Um, they, they, they did something that basically every no, known quality, uh, quantity said to them, uh, this is not going to happen. You're, it's not going to succeed. You're not going to make Avengers four years later and have it be successful. You're not going to be able to plant Agent Coulson in this movie, which there was a certain part of me that, that, I mean, what a, what a nostalgic, you know, because now the Marvel universe doesn't, 
you know, have the, um, the, you know, Agent Coulson kind of that, that, you know, he was the heart and soul of the Avengers movie in 2012. Yeah, you know, he was his, the Rosario Dawson of the, uh, right. of the movie, so the cinematic universe. Right. So to see Rosario again, Dawson showed up in all the Marvel TV shows on Netflix. Right. So to see him there, you know, brought me back to this heart, uh, to the original first phase that I, that I forgot about. And, and it's funny too, because now, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. technically exists in this universe, but they just don't acknowledge it anymore. It's, it's interesting how that, uh, that kind of plays out. Um, but there he is, you know, there yeah, he is. And this because is- of the two, the, the, the showrunners, you know, the, the yeah. heads of television and the heads of movies did not yep. get along. Yep. So. Um, you know, so, so again, you know, you got to give credit and, and thank God they didn't have social media back then. I don't think it would have worked back then. Um, it was a different time. What a simpler time when all we had to do was worry about armed terrorists in Middle Eastern countries we've never heard of. You know, it, it actually did. I mean, all joking aside, it painted a, uh, an accurate portrait of life in 2008, which was the fear of terror. For some people. For some uh, the, people, yeah. What, the fear of terrorism? The fear of terrorism was an accurate um, no, I mean, the, the, the knowledge that some of those things that weren't a problem weren't a problem because we weren't talking about them as a problem is, is, is true for some people. But, you know, the reason they're a problem now is because they were a problem then and we weren't talking about them. I, I, mean, I, I there guess is, yeah. there is that other side of it. I would say, all right, let me, let me rephrase it. Mm-hmm. Largest problem at the time uh, versus the largest talk, the largest, the largest reported or talked about problem at the time. The largest concern. It was still the largest concern. We were still we were at war. Uh, I think war war becomes the number one. Still at war. Concern. Well, technically speaking, um, we're not anymore. We're actually out of Afghanistan. We've actually officially ended the war out there. So that's actually kind of an. It's actually incredible to think about that too. In in it's been twelve years. I mean, that war itself took you know what 19 years to complete we're still in the middle east we're still dealing with that stuff we are still still dealing with it but we are not officially and we're talking about iran and we're talking about china i mean that's of course i mean that That, stuff never really goes away no no that never really goes away i'm just saying that the actual war on terror is officially um in the context of what it was created in the 2000s no i'm saying i'm saying the in the branded sense of this is our war on terror we're going to war uh, against afghanistan etc etc those particular how about this? How about this? Yeah. Here you go. Don't say we. Say you. When everything is good, it's we. Um, it is not we. I will not go along with we on that. A couple, in that couple things right from the beginning um, mm. that Marvel just nails, right? Mm. Robert Downey Jr., perfect. Um, I forgot Jeff Bridges was in this movie. I forgot Jeff Bridges was in a Marvel movie, and he's so good. <laughs> Because he's Jeff Bridges. That's what he does. I mean, he's just great. Um, Terrence Howard, I, wh- yeah. I mean, what could have been with him? Uh, he was replaced. so I wish it was good. Don. I, I, I actually watched that wishing it was Don Cheadle for the continuity. Right, um, right. But, uh, but I did like Terrence Howard. I thought he, I thought he did a good job. I w- it would have been hard to buy kind of soft-spoken Terrence Howard excuse me, Howard, as War Machine. Yes. That would have been a little, that would have been kind of a stretch. But you know, you he probably could point. have done it. You bring up a good point, though, actually. Don Cheadle is a better War Machine, but I like Terrence Howard as, uh, as James Rhodes better. And I like the, the, the dynamic, the, 
that Robert Downey Jr. and he had it was a little more warmth between, which is ironic because I don't think the actors liked each other. No, that's so, but that's why he, that's why he's not on the. Uh, I think I think yes. I'm making an educated guess based on the rumor mill that I'd heard that that why was why he was not in well, the yeah. films. And while you're speaking of um, Jeff Bridges. The one thing I didn't notice, or Jeff Bridges is good and everything, and you know it doesn't, it yeah. didn't, and I'm not saying that you were surprised, but I mean it doesn't, it didn't surprise me that he was good. But what he actually did manage to do, which is probably why he's a great actor, yeah, is that he managed to be menacing without being menacing, yeah, you know, like even when he was he was ridiculing people, like the yeah. um, like the scientist when he was you know at the arc reactor and he was mm-hmm. saying I just need you to make this smaller, mm-hmm. and he said well. This technology doesn't exist. And Jeff Bridges actually hugs a guy and he goes, it's right here. Yeah. You know, and it's not a warmth hug. You know, it's right. not a, it's not a, this guy is, or you know, pulls, or when he pulls, a, uh, he pulls Tony Stark aside at the uh, press junket and he's like, who do you think got you off here? And you're like, Oh, Oh snap. You know, like, you know, who do well, you think? Yeah. But I mean, even in that, uh, that's still, they, it's still more avuncular and it's more sure. like, you know, kind of, you know, uh, uh, paternal. But I mean, when he when he came when Obadiah actually just came out as full on villain of peace, which I'm, unfortunately because of the medium we're using, you know he's going to be the first of all. If you know Iron Man, you know all Obadiah Stane is yeah, of course, monger. of course, yeah, he's an Iron Monger. But also because of because of cinematic language, you're like, well, they didn't hire Chef Bridges. I I his father. I, I know figure, exactly what you're saying, you know? and it's funny so, even watching it. You yeah, do, you're do like, you. okay, he's this guy's gonna come out. He's to gonna be the bad, bad guy. guy, right? He's but also the bald. Minute, Don't forget, they made him bald. Yeah, he's bald, a bald, bald guy. People are bald evil. guys. Bald guys are bad. Evil. I'll wear it. I'm wearing it. I'm fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, the uh, the when but his particular kind of menace, yeah, is friendly. You know, and there, there are very few people who can do that, who could who could come off dangerous, yeah, but warm at the same time, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's 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 utter duplicity. You know, it's like oh, you know, this this guy's so, and it, it makes him it makes him worse because you you yourself as a as a viewer know that you'd probably get roped in too. You know, it's right. like, oh man, he would have. He would have totally had me, you know, yeah. because I'd, be, yeah. I'd have been like, hey, Jeff Bridges thinks I'm cool. And they're yeah. like, oh, oh, oh he's going he to kill everything and eat, and eat my yeah. family. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, so, I, I, I mean, yeah. very few people can do that. You it was know, pretty cool. A... Uh, it was pretty cool that Molaram found another job, too. He, you know, 20, 30 years or 27 years after uh, or 24 years after Temple of Doom. That was Molaram. It really wasn't, but looked like him. No, I kept thinking, it was. Uh, I kept looking at it was the captain of the Franklin from Star Trek. Oh, was it? Was he also mm-hmm. in uh, the Chris, Brandon Fraser? Uh, ironically, movie? Chris he Hemsworth's in, captain in, uh, was he in, the, in, in the Mummy Star at all? Trek. Brendan Fraser? I feel like he was a bad guy in that too. That I actually, I, I'm actually, yeah. Actually, why would you, really why would you feel that way, Michael? He's too young to have been in the Mummy. I thought that was too young. You think so? I thought he was actually kind of old looking, but he looked like Molaram to me. Actually, as I watched this the second time around, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's Molaram." Like put, like, like when he got the scar on the side of the face, I was like, "Ah, oh, he looks just like he, like with the red and the from top. thirty years ago." No, I, obviously it's not the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. We can't get away with this kind of humor now. You can. Oh. I I wouldn't make that kind of humor, but I would have. I wouldn't hilarious. have made that kind of humor in 2008. So you know, I know. and people kept just, telling me you were not very funny back then either. <laughs> not as many people who tell me that you're not funny now 
not nearly as well, many. Well, I, I have not aged. Uh, my humor has <laughs> no, not aged. My, has not, my you have not aged well at all. Humor. See, again, now if we set the story, if we set my humor in 2008, I am hilarious. Well, you uh, are in 2008. Don't worry. Everybody knows you're well entrenched in 2008. One, 2000, that was 2005 to 2008 is is. The, you know, the no, main of Michael. The pinnacle Dolce. of the pinnacle of Mike Dolce is two thousand seven to two thousand nine. That is the, that is my pinnacle years because um, I was like twenty eight well, and could do. That's anything. too bad, kid. <laughs> I know. You're wearing that a little too proudly, as far as I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I found really cool also that you don't see in movies. I, I mean, it's amazing to me. Hold on, you just contradicted yourself. What's that? Because you made those jokes now. You no. touted the fact that there are 2000, 2008 jokes, but you yeah. still, in the process of your commercial empire, mm-hmm. right, you made those jokes. Yeah. Meaning those things happen. It still happens. It's fine. I don't even know what you're talking about. And All you're I not going to, I really I'm doubt you'll be canceled level. for that. I'm on sure. such a level. That well, is true. You, you need fans. You need actually, on a level. You, need, you need actual people <laughs> not argue that. that can make money off of our cancellation to try to cancel us. Because I said it was monetized. We're not See, there yet. Back to my point. I know. I know. And, and you know, wow. I'm not sure if it was said or not, but we don't make any money on this show. So no one can take our money from us. We can't. No, yeah. Don't worry. One of the things I'll I find a way. So interesting, though, too, of what a great blueprint this is, not just to start a universe, a shared universe, the world building. Uh, I mean, that aspect we kind of talked about a little, a little while ago, but just the blueprint for how to make a nice origin movie. Uh, Westworld, where are you, you know, where are you? Um, West Westworld season one is it, highly uh, regarded. I, no, actually, I love Westworld season. Even one. I have Westworld season one on yes. Westworld Blu-ray, the the obsolete, uh, yeah, the obsolete. Uh, <laughs> the H track, do you have the H track version too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that there? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that joke. That joke is definitely from 2008 because because the Gen Z kids are like, "What's an H track?" They have no idea, and they have no idea why that's actually hilarious. Well, most kids say. from 1998 didn't know what an A track was, so no. I mean. But I was, I mean, I was a teenager in 1998, uh, so you knew of A track from your parents. Now we're we're kind of like, yeah, we're we're so far along now. Um, hmm. They literally show him. You know, it's not like he just comes out with his Iron Man costume. They show. It's not a montage necessarily, but I'll call it a montage. A montage of him succeeding, failing, um, you know, his ups, his downs. The Iron Man suit is not – it's not like he just all of a sudden you – know, one of the things I didn't like about, about Avengers Endgame, um, one of the minor – one of the details of Avengers Endgame is that he figured out time travel in the span of two seconds. Like literally, and I get it. Because they, they had, had a lot of stuff they had to do. They had a lot of stuff they had to cover, so it was a shortcut to doing it but it came across to me as a shortcut here there's no shortcut um they they didn't have as much to do (laughs) i understand (laughs) i understand but they give you they give you and i thought thor the original thor movie did this as well too uh the very first one they give you um it's just such a it's a solid template for movie making for storytelling they gave you the challenges that he faced it wasn't just like well i need to become iron man now and he's iron man a scene later they give you all the you know why so many people fail at that? You, why? You, you, because of characterization. Yeah. Because if, you're, if you make part of the story, you know, part of the events, part of the building of the character, the, the, um, the, the evolution of the character, the, the fleshing out of the character, um, the fact that that character has to go through all these trials to make the suit in the first right. place. Instead of trying to rush to the suit so you can have an action set piece. Right. Then, you know, 
the the audience is going to be there you know it's yeah. like oh like, i get you know i get what he's doing now you know i get his struggle oh that would that would be very hard like the icing thing you yeah. know yeah they, they explain to you it's like okay you won't want to do that again right you know because he plummeted from the sky you know so right um it's it's very difficult to do because a lot of people make stories or make content for disingenuous purposes you know yeah. and i'm not talking about nefarious purposes or with an agenda or whatever but there yeah. a lot of people are making content because they want to get to something you know i want to yeah. get to this i want to get to the lightsaber fight between uh between kylo ren and ren. right you know i want to do and i want to make it amazing because you know they're going to be surrounded by water that's i see that so we just got to build up to that right and the problem is it's like if it's not if it's not a process for you, if it's not an enjoyable evolution for you as the creator yeah. to get from that point to the, to the, to the set piece, then it's not going to be enjoyable for the, for the reader or yeah. for the audience to watch it. And, and that's why, and some people can pull it off. Some people can fake it. That's yep. why everything is so difficult because mm-hmm. there are some people who don't care, but they can fake it every now and then Michael Bay, in my opinion, makes perfectly acceptable movie. You oh, know, I thought Armageddon is, Highly every, enjoyable. Like I said, I, I didn't like Armageddon at all. But I mean, every now and then, <laughs> I liked. I liked First Transformers. First Transformers. I liked. Was fun. I liked. Um, I liked The Rock. I liked Con yeah. Air. You know, I liked yeah. some of his stuff. It. It. No Transformers. No. no. I liked the first Transformers. No. I enjoyed it. I, I mean, it were, wasn't. Were you a G one Transformers fan? No, I mean, I, that's I, why I enjoyed that's the. Why cartoon. you were all right with it? No, I enjoyed. Why. Oh well, uh, no, I enjoyed the original cartoon. Yeah, I did. Were you a fan of G1 or did you just watch it? You were too young to really be a fan. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't like obsessed over it. I loved it. I loved all my toys. uh, And I loved it. Yeah, but you, did you pick the story? You know, also, I got to be honest with you, you know, again, and this is, this goes back to, here we go. Who is Vector Sigma? Oh gosh. Yeah. No, I wouldn't even know that. That's what I'm talking about. Again, I, again, you're a nerd. I'm a geek. We've, we've established this. Uh, That's, that's our, that's our dynamic, but, that should be our new tagline. One nerd. <laughs> One nerd enters. One geek. I despise geeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, and this, this is good. It's good that you kind of brought that up, though, too. I mean, like, this movie um, both had to overcome the fact that movies like it didn't exist prior to it. That's why we call it a rogue movie. I mean, it really is a rogue um, you know, it, it did movie? things in a, in a rogue Iron Man. It did things in a okay. rogue way. You know, whereas my enjoyment level of Transformers, if if they made the Transformers movie they made when it first came out now, I would sit there and say, "Well, this is terrible. This is not faithful to the to the source material. This is not blah blah blah." Why are you blah. sitting there? You're always sitting there and saying something. Don't you ever stand and say something? No, I prefer to sit. Anything. I prefer to uh, sit. But I but it. I back when the first Transformers movie came out, my my thinking was, and, and I think. Uh, you know, other people I've talked to as well had the same, had the same mindset. Well, this is the best we're going to get, <laughs> you know, like this is, we just have to kind of accept this because we're not going this, to, we can't, we thing, can't though. get uh, the exact thing that we want. And when and it that's does why they happen, kept giving you movies like that, because and, you're, when it, <laughs> and when it does happen, when an Iron Man happens, you sit there and go, Oh my gosh, I didn't know they could do that. When an Avengers happens in 2012, you go, this is, this is everything we've always wanted and didn't think we could get. And and that's yeah, well, why I lead by example. They say yes. it can be done by showing you it can be done. Yes, I mean that's that's, that's what makes I, this even more amazing. Uh, the second second time around. All right. Uh, hmm. If you disagree with us, you know, could they have pulled off? I mean, that I feel like Keep we could it have to had, yourself if you disagree. I feel like we could have had an entirely separate conversation 
just on that point alone of whether or not they could get away in today's overly sensitive social media world or sensitive social media world, however you want to describe it, um, in the monetized social media world, let us know. Chime in on the Facebook feed. Uh, we check that thing all week long as well, too. So if you don't catch the live stream, we'll, we'll come back and, uh, and do some uh, replies as well. Um, if you're listening to us again on Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff, uh, you can check us out at facebook.com slash Podcast to get in on the interactivity. If you want to just listen to us chatter back and forth, well, we appreciate it. All right. When we come back, the state of the comic book industry as we go spinning the racks. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave Podcast, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, on Facebook.com slash Rogue Wave Podcast and Twitch.tv slash Rogue Wave Podcast. We are big fanboys of comics and graphic novels. He is a nerd. I am a geek. And every week, we like to bring you the inside info on the source material that will make its way onto the large and small screen very soon. We call this segment Spinning the Racks. Geppy, Groth, Richardson, Richie, and Wood talk the state of comics. Quote, the industry is going to see a lot of change. Uh, this is from Comics Beat, friend of the show. Um, Heidi McDonald uh, does a great uh, website, runs a great website, and has a great uh, weekly newsletter, a monthly newsletter. Uh, her newsletter uh, transmissions have been f- less frequent uh, during the pandemic. I think she's been dealing with this as well. But four publishers and Steve Geppi from Diamond engaged in a state of the industry talk, uh, the kind you've been waiting for. Um, it was on, I think, comicbook.com. Uh, Dark Horse publisher Mike Richardson, Fantagraphics publisher Gary Groth, uh, Dirk Wood from IDW, and Boom publisher Ross Ritchie. Uh, Mark Wade was supposed to join. He did not. Uh, he was not able to get on due to technical issues. But they focused on what the industry could do to support retailers. Um, with news that the first FOC was more, uh, you know, was going to happen, which is the um, distribution of the comics going to different stores. Um, it was the final order cutoff for the, you know, to be specific. It was more than what Diamond had expected, um, and Booms Richie confirmed it was more than they had hoped. Uh, so the pipeline is actually moving. So some positive news. Um, just a couple of bullet points from the conversation that they had. Uh, Diamond is planning some secret things, including fundraising efforts for the industry and something exciting, which I don't know what that means, but you know, who knows? Maybe it's exciting for them. Uh, none of the publishers were thrilled when Diamond told them they wouldn't be paid, uh, but all could see it coming uh, down the pike with the COVID-19 disruption. Um, Groth was a little pricklier here, according to the article, noting they had survived without Diamond's money for now, but the next six months would be rough. Uh, Geppi continued to talk about the back issue sales. Um, he admits he had not been at the Switch for a while and missed some things, but he's back full-time now. So that's interesting, too, an admission that uh, he kind of took a back seat because, uh, I mean, Diamond, really, their, their money's coming from toys, I think, uh, from, and, and statues and collectibles from what, I, you know, from what I've gathered. It's um, the industry's fault, man. They allowed them to have a monopoly. You know, now we're trying to deal with what happens when you when you let one company monopolize how your industry is going to run, yeah. and then that company starts to falter. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a, that's a testimony to foresight. Like just have some insight and see like, you know, yeah. what if the well, family car breaks down? Well, this is the funny <laughs> part too. Cause it keeps in the article keeps mentioning and, and the trend and the actual um, round table, you know, Steve Geppi from diamond had a very overall positive outlook, um, but it's easy to be positive when you're the only game in town. And, and essentially when you come back, you know, you're going to have all these people come back to you. Um, he reiterated comics are in a good place. We can make choices. We can lament and do nothing, or we can look for new opportunities. I see this as a restart for the whole industry. <laughs> just interesting coming well, from yeah. him. It's just interesting coming from him as the sole, you know, has this, his company's the sole distribution source. So it's just interesting. This is um, why we're, we're such terrible people. You know, this like, in, in, <laughs> it is, it is, it, it, it goes to what I was saying before about like monetizing the outrage, like the, the, because there's an incentive behind it, that's why the outrage is allowed to, to proliferate, right? Yeah. With, because you're able to make your donut, you know, in the, in the, the way the conditions are currently, uh, uh, uh currently established you never look for a solution to that condition just in case well i'm making my money so why would i want to mess anything up yeah but it's like well this is an unsustainable system i remember that when we were when we were kids when we in the 90s we were like we want to do an independent book oh as i said this before we want to do an independent book oh you got to get past diamond diamond may not want to put your book out now i remember thinking hell with diamond you know like I'm just doing a book on my own. If I offered to pay Diamond the money, yeah, to 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 um, to to print my book and then you know to distribute it, who are they to tell me no? I'm yeah. offering them a service. You know, right. I'm offering them money for the service. I'm not asking for a handout. Right. And the, the fact that they just they would just arbitrarily decide, well, this is not this is not uh, indicative of our bottom line, and so therefore, you know, we're going to gatekeep and hold you out to keep a level of quality control or yeah. whatever they, you want to call it. Right. So the industry is okay with it. I, I remember thinking like, okay, so the rest of the industry is all right with this. Just because yeah. they're on the inside. A pandemic happens in two months, Michael, two months. It's fought. The whole industry is threatened. Right. So no matter what it does, movies, TV shows, um, uh, scandals, you know, all this other stuff right. that, that threatened to bring the comic book industry down. It actually faltered because one company was was deciding to shelter in place you know and and they kind of shut everything out and now you got retailers losing money you got got the industry losing money everybody everybody is going to fold because of it because no one had the foresight to go what happens if something happens to Canada. Well, that's the, that's the thing that's so interesting though. And again, reading all the transcripts and, and watching the, you know, if you watch the exchange, you know, again, Geppi from diamond kept saying, I think the industry is going to see a lot of change and I think it could be for the good, but it's just like, but well, you know what, unless he's being completely selfless when he says things like that, understanding that the change might need to be that there's more than one diamond. I mean, and and people, you know, a lot of people are going to get crushed and, and then, it will get better. I mean, it's not going to be better. Here, here's the. It's going to be reality. better in the long run, in the right. aggregate. It's not right. going to be better in the um in the, right. immediately by any. And, and he, here's the sad. And here's my sad prediction. Right, it's my sad prediction for all this stuff. I think things go right back. Predictions to Predictions are always sad. Your predictions are like depressed. I'm a very positive guy too. Uh, I think <laughs> everything goes. I think everything goes right back to the way it was. Yeah, because you know why? It takes more effort. It takes more effort to change, um, and we it, were given two months to do so. 
And in that time, if it did, if it didn't come, like DC's step for for alter distribution was the only only movable object. Unless yeah, you count everybody Kickstarter, everybody else decided to wait it out to try right. to wait it out. Right, and I'm and again, I'm not talking about indie comics and Kickstarter comics uh, because that saw a huge uptick, at least in my circle, uh, in terms of people flocking to that for content. I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in the retailer system, the way comics are distributed, the way the publishers interact with the retailers, the way the publishers actually release their content to the public. Only one company did anything about it, it was DC, and they did it in a way that is temporary, and I, or at least I believe will be temporary and not permanent. Um, and so I, th- I think we're just going to be right back because, to Because Because it's easier to make money the way we're making money. So yep. why would we stop trying to make money the way we're making money? That's the logic of it, yep. you know? And and the one you know, it's the guy who builds a bunker under his house. Yep. You know? And he's and we, like, we will try to figure out how to make money on this show. <laughs> and then, see, that's what we learned in this pandemic. Is we should somehow try to make money off this, which we still have not done. All right. That's our show for tonight. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, next week, our May movie blockbuster of yesteryear, our Rogue Retro series continues. No time for love, Dr. Jones. The most controversial Indiana Jones movie. Well, maybe not controversial. Well, maybe at the time. Temple of Doom will be retro reviewed next week. Rogue Wave.